welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I am being joined by none other than content creator Carrotes, also known as Carrots. She's one of the few people that have been around in the Sea of Thieves for a very long time and has had her own spotlights. She's streaming on a regular basis, and we're going to be talking about the latest update video that we got from Rare. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. So we've, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm, we're going to, I'm going to introduce you because basically like, I, I, I don't know when we started chatting, but I'm pretty sure we started chatting on Twitter and it was just one of those community things. But you've been, you've been doing the, the Sea of Thieves gig for quite a while. Like you've mm-hmm. basically been around since the technical alpha and mm-hmm. have you, yes. has, has it been one of those things where because you've been doing the technical alpha and you've seen the game in the beta and you've seen the game at launch and all the way up to now, is there anything that you can think of that hasn't been checked off the box of, of wants? Like, are there still things that you, that you want to see come to the game that you've seen in the past that have, have made their way to the game? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, yes and no. I mean, Mm -hmm. basically, um, I mean, honestly, like they're hitting the nail on the head with, you know, just what everybody wants. Yeah, they're not getting it as soon as everybody requested. Because, I mean, let's face it, it takes a lot of work to do this. But, like, probably more shanties or maybe able to pick what shanties you want to play. I fully support that. I think that's an, an awesome want. And I think that's, that's, I think that's something that they could actually do. I, I still support the whole music box concept and and being able to have shanties learned there and take them and have custom shanties and stuff like that yeah something like um, that would be really cool yeah and, and i think it'd be great so um back in let's see this was after after thanksgiving that this uh spotlight went live um cameron thomas reached out to you and wanted to do a spotlight on you which is funny because you've been around the community forever And some of the things that I loved about this was how you were kind of talking about how you grew up with a bunch of siblings. Like you have a ton of siblings, right? Four, three brothers, three other brothers and a younger sister. And you've been playing games with them or against them for the most part? Both are fighting to play the game. You know, it's (laughs) it's a balance. So was it, was it, one of those things where eventually you guys got old enough to where like because uh, you talk about having an nes have you played games with them when say like the gamecube came out or like the dreamcast where no, it was like see, four we people never, see, nes was basically the main thing that we had when we were younger <clears throat> but of course we live in country life and so we didn't you know get all the new consoles when they come out <laughs> so what was your what was the last system that you played with them um, probably, uh, probably one of the first, the first PlayStation to come out. Really? Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty, pretty good time or was that constantly fighting over who got to play it? No, whenever we did play it, of course we always fought over who was playing it, but <laughs> it's just, I don't know. We just spent a lot of time outside and then, like I said, and then we got in the mode to play games. So we played games. So it's, I guess it's back and forth. 
and but it wasn't like any of them thing. Hmm? So it was, it was just kind of like once in a while kind of thing. It wasn't all the time. Mm-hmm. That's only if uh, my aunt's chihuahua didn't pee on the NES too. <laughs> I got no license to tell. Oh man, he, he would. He would. I don't know why, but that was like that was yeah. his thing. He'd go pee Maybe on the was... NES, and we have to dry it out with hair dryer. Clean it up. That, yeah, it was bad. That couldn't have <laughs> smelled good. You guys couldn't put it up high on something? Like, I, I mean, haven't I mean, known chihuahuas as great jumpers. He's a miniature chihuahua. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh-uh. so this Even was a chihuahua that, that could... He, he could scale things well enough to where he's like, yeah, no, that's mine. No, it, and it I'm wasn't gonna... sitting on something. It was laying in the floor. So, I mean, that's basically the only place we had to put it, and then we would slide it under the TV stand. But... Oh, yeah, no. I don't know why, but oh, every no. now and then he'd get triggered and, and just go pee on it. So at that point, I feel like you you start like crafting your own little fence that you can put <laughs> around it and thread the cords through it to just like there's <laughs> there needs to be like a quarantine facility developed for this little NES to protect it from the the acid rain of this miniature chihuahua. Yeah, yeah and it wasn't like um, a daily thing; it was just random. <laughs> So it was just sporadic. He's like, ah, today's a good day for <laughs> today's a good one, day for the NES. This one made me mad. I don't know. <laughs> oh, but God. animals are funny like that. They make you mad and they'll go do something, you know. I think that I think you're talking about humans. I think that's, no, that's no, humans animals as well. do it too. You've seen you've seen <laughs> dogs and cats when they're mad at you, like they don't want to mess with you, like they're like, no, go away. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I definitely mm-hmm. get that. Um, so are any of your siblings still playing games or are they still pretty heavy into, to jump in from time to time or are you um, the main one? I'm, of course, I'm the main one. Um, my, my siblings play a little bit here and there. My brother used to drive, um, well, he still drives semi, but he used to, when he, whenever he went on the long hauls that he were out, he was out for a week. He'd take, uh, Xbox console with him and we would play. But now since he's home every night, um, he doesn't do that anymore. And so the nieces and nephews play it most of the time. But yeah, mainly it's nieces and nephews. And then every now and then they'll hop on and play games. But no, I'm the main one when it comes to that. It's interesting. Do you, you have any thoughts as to why that is? Or, or is it just kind of a, that's a matter of fact life situation? I, I don't know. It's just, we have all, all kind of get went them into uh any other games or have you tried to get them into sea of thieves no not yet they like watching it but they they haven't yeah they haven't they haven't played with it like i said they're they're rarely on it my brother likes first person shooter games Mm -hmm. um this is a first person shooter sea of thieves is very much a first person shooter yeah but you know what i mean they like Call of Duty. <laughs> it's not the the fast paced action progression level shooter with uh, headshot multipliers and right. My nephew different... played it. Like the kids yeah. have played some, and they loved it when they played it. It was cracking cool. Mm-hmm. Sitting all I, excited. My nephew sitting there acting like the captain. So I wanted to um, I wanted to jump into a. a quick question that i had because i was i was going back and i wanted to dig into uh a little bit about your easter egg because i mm-hmm. i remember it was there and i remember when you, you showed it to me and i you kind of told me the story but 
what's the story behind your Easter egg? Because you're a boatswain, but as far as I've, I've talked with Thor von Blitz and on the last uh, couple episodes ago, boatswains didn't get um, Easter eggs, but mm-hmm. you do. So kind of give a, a little bit of a backstory to people who may not know that you have an Easter egg and where it's at and why you got it. Yes. Yeah, so um, the goat hoarder list um, is at Lost Goat Fort, and it was given to, of course, in the alpha, you know, you only played so many days, um, so many times a, a month. So mm-hmm. getting gold and was very difficult, like just to stack it up like that. And so, of course, I would play it religiously whenever whenever they had dates set up to play it because, you know, it's such a pretty game. <laughs> it really is, yeah. And, the, and then just the silly stuff that you can do for, you know, no effort at all is, is great. But, um, no, it was just, you know, we were just hanging out and having fun. And, and like I said, goat's hard to stack up in the game where you don't play it very much or don't get to play it very much. And, and I hit, like, 500,000. I'm like... And I told him, I was like, I just, I just want to go till I get a million my, my crew that I played with then. And um, so they helped me, you know, I just like, I just want to break a million. I was like, then I'm happy. So I made it that far. I was like, that was just something to do. And then, and then they told us they were wiping it because they were going to, um, of course, that was about the time to do the balancing of the gold. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then, um, let me see. And so then they they come up with this list and they post it in the game. And I didn't even know about the the list being an Easter egg in the game. Um, I actually had an IRL friend tell me about it. Like nobody in the that I knew in the game playing the game knew about it, knew where it was or anything. But an IRL friend found it and told me That's about really it. Surprising. <laughs> Now this is so you mentioned that this was during the the technical alpha. This is this is a, a point where gold hoarder is all we had access to. Uh, I know that the the NDA is still technically on it, but as far as my experience with the uh, with the beta, gold hoarder was the only um, the only merchant available to us as far as being able to earn gold. Like there wasn't stuff like random yeah, there wasn't any about. extra stuff to do. Yeah, yeah so I mean, it was all like, still working progress. So imagine, if you will, listeners, your your only your only way to earn gold is through doing riddles and digging up treasure uh, X Marsa spots, and that's mm-hmm. it. There's no mm-hmm. there's no kraken, there's no megalodon, there's no forts, there's no order of souls or merchants, there's no floating treasure anywhere, nothing. Like all you have to do is go out and dig up treasure, and that's it. She managed to get a million gold just by doing that. That is, it's insane to me to think. Like I, I've rarely ever crested a million gold myself and I've been playing the game forever and, and <laughs> yeah. it's insane. But, but I realize like a lot of the time that I spend playing the game is mostly wandering around doing dumb stuff that doesn't actually earn me anything. Yeah. And so, like now with the game, like I, like I'm at like about 12 million right now. Which is a ton of gold. And I think, um, it is a ton, who, considering how much I actually give away. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you you do you spend a fair amount of time uh, getting huge hulls and actually just ha- dishing those out to, to viewers, right? Or, or people in the the Discord. Oh. No, um, yeah. people in chat, and then um, if I find a boat in the game, he's oh, not trying gotcha. to kill me. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of rare. 
that's kind of rare nowadays. Mm-hmm. I did find a game um, the other day. Very sweet. Oh, nice. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Have you noticed since the holidays that we've gotten a, a influx of new new pirates coming in? Oh, yes. Yes, you can it's been tell. interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> holidays and updates. Boy, you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Droves of, of new fresh pirates wandering around trying to understand stuff. It's, it's really hilarious. Um, I love it. So speaking of, of finding kids in the, the game as you destroy my show notes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I fixed it. That's good. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, so I wanted to dive into to the actual uh, update that we got because this update, um, it's the mm. first video that I think we got since the ending of the last month where there was like a weird random bug that just was causing people to not be able to earn credit for, for Ash or no, Fort of the Dam turn-ins, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had a it's, couple. That didn't, I had a few that didn't count. Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's so rough. Which um, is fine. But, Look, it's a game. Things happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Games, games. There's no, there. there's tons of bugs in it's any codes. game that I play, but yeah, <laughs> Anything can break I don't it. understand it. <laughs> But I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about this this update video, and I'm going to be going a little out of order on this because it's um, you, you you brought up seeing a lot of new kids popping into the game, and I love seeing that uh, kids are coming to the game. And one of the things that are going to help with kids is this next update. We're going to be getting the Valiant Dawn sales, uh, which is to support St. Jude Hospital, which I, I actually think is really awesome. Um, we we had a really good yes. time with the with the latest charity event that was for special effect that and that raised crazy. seven. Wasn't it amazing? Seventy six thousand dollars raised for charity for one for one sale. And I think um, who was it? That was I can't remember who it was uh, on YouTube. But uh, shout out to them. They know who they are. They they knocked it down. I want to say they they managed to figure out that it was roughly about twenty thousand people purchased the liveries just based on the number or the cost of the the sales and um the the amount that they earned so about twenty thousand people if if i recall correctly purchased those those livery sets and i i I, have the sales yeah i I love them i think they're beautiful but i'm I'm gonna be honest the valiant dawn sales i think are even better Mm -hmm. oh they're gorgeous i love i love that they keep adding and doing more stuff with this yeah and it's it's something that i think is going to get uh more and more frequent as time goes on and i think as long as they keep these sales really cool looking the way they have i think it's going to be a an easy way to to generate revenue for these these charities yeah Um, it's not just that they're cool looking it's like dude like these these cosmetics have like a purpose (laughs) like you don't expect it but it, it honestly does do good like yeah and it's it's funny because I was I was digging into St. Jude's uh, um, or I don't I don't even notice if I can't remember if I even mentioned it but yeah these are for St. Jude's Hospital um, something that started back in uh, 1962 and the the amount of children that have survived cancer as a result of St. Jude's Hospital uh, since 1962 up till t- 2012 went from. 20% survival rate to 80% survival rate. And that's worldwide. It's mind-blowing. It's it's insane to think. So I'm I'm really looking forward to just what happens with um with this 
coming. I would love to see everyone jump on this. If we can get $100,000, that would be a really good bump to show mm -hmm. just like how important this is. Yeah, exactly. It would be amazing. I think I think it's, it should be done. Oh, I, I think it's totally doable. I think mm -hmm. there's no reason why in a month we can't raise $100,000. That's, that's easy. Um, so uh, moving on to the next the next bit of uh, items on the docket, pirate appearance potion is coming. I heard a lot of and talk about this. <laughs> this is this has been something that I think a lot of people have wanted for a long time in the game, and I, I I'm hoping that I'm hoping the cost is low because this is coming in the next update as a microtransaction. Um, how do you feel about this being a microtransaction? You know, I, I don't blame it one bit. Like, I, I kept telling people, like, in another game where you paid, like, what was it? I think it was GTA does it, where you pay, like, a million dollars and you're able mm -hmm. to change your character. And that's what I said. I think they should do something like that in-game. However, from what I noticed from the video, they did have a really low price on it, like, maybe a dollar fifty. Yeah. I think would be the amount, like, out of your pocket to change your pirate. And I know there's like a lot of people like when they pick their pirate, like, Oh, I didn't know I could reroll it. You know, I could keep spinning it. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, if I ever get a chance, like I'm going to change my pirate. And then you have people who did that and didn't know they could, but they're like, I couldn't change my pirate. Like I, I like my pirate, you know, I didn't at first, but I've got used to it, you know? Yeah. And that's, I, I, it's, it's funny to see this kind of finally happen. It's something that the community has been wanting for a very long time we've we a lot of us have since since ever finding out that the uh that the, the pirate wheel was a lot of people didn't know that you could change it that you could lock lock potential pirates in and mm -hmm. be able to kind of filter through that i've been i was very picky about my pirate i've been very happy with him so i know i'll never get any use out of this i was i was uh, so picky i spent three hours on lunch day yeah. Circling the wheel. <laughs> it, it was a lot of us put a lot of time in for sure. And and I know I, I think I spent at least an hour just I kind of going back and forth. We'll see. Because I know like then like the hair color and everything on launch day was limited. And like you had your basic hair colors and, and everything like that. And I was just like I only had like just a small little request from a pirate. It's like it's just just you know a decent looking blonde chick like i don't care if she had like like a dead eye or or no teeth or or something just give me a, a blonde chick mm -hmm. and all it gave me because all it gave all it was giving me was was dudes and yep. some older ladies you know with yeah. liver spots and everything on them and i was like three hours of just holding because i was on controller then so holding the joystick to the right and then as soon as i'd get to make the circle where they didn't have a blonde chick, I just pushed the button. So I was sitting there just constantly yeah. moving the wheel. <laughs> Do you feel like this system as and it, I love that the I love that this is giving you like a refresh. It, it mixes things up that you probably wouldn't see normally. Mm -hmm. uh, I I know when I jump into character creators, I generally have like an idea of what I want my character to look like going into it. So I mm -hmm. immediately start trying to filter for those specific things. But I know with with the pirate generator, 
there's always an opportunity that something's going to surprise you and show you something that you mm-hmm. normally wouldn't see. And that might be enough to entice you. So do you feel like the pirate generator still has enough value or do you think that over the course of the next couple of years, they should implement a system that allows you to do sliders and pre-selects or just random? No, I like the random. I do like the random pirate generator, but it still surprises you. Like I've almost picked a couple pirates that had multiple color hair because, you know, those look really cool beforehand where you couldn't Mm -hmm. change your hair color or anything. Like you'd see a salt and pepper hair color. And I think there's one that's like a blonde and a brown striped hair color that looked really cool. Yeah. But I, I'm not lying. I was dead set on blonde. And the more I couldn't find a blonde one, the more I tried. <laughs> yeah. But do you think that uh, go going into the, the pirate appearance portion, do you think that people should have like a free one-off? Like they should get to, to re-roll their pirate once for free? Mm. That's a hard question. Why is that so hard? Um, do you think Do you think people would want to change it more often if if uh, if they could? Like if this was just a gold thing? Because I I could imagine you know wanting to keep all the cosmetics that you have, but also wanting to make sure that um, you can kind of change up your pirate to different scenarios or different stories if you want to, but not not having to having to pay a- actual money for that limits that functionality and kind of mm-hmm. kills like your ability to, to re-roll yeah, the pirate that whenever you want. Thing. I can see. It's, I mean, yeah, I can see that. It's an interesting thing. Cause I know people who've um, had their pirate, they've, they've gotten somewhat deep into the reputations and then they've restarted it cause they just can't stand looking at their pirate. And I know mm-hmm. other people that have played the game, hit pirate legend on one account, but absolutely hate their pirate. And, start up an entire new account and have lost a lot of those limited time uh, cosmetics that we got back in the first year, but they at least have the pirate that they love looking at. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to, to, to act for, for people. Honestly, for those, it's like they, they love the game so much that it, they don't, I mean, they're okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm real curious to, to see like how people are going to react over the course of the, the next couple months as people kind of find out more about this. Um, but I wanted to, to kind, of, uh, kind of move away from this and move into the other uh, thing that are, they're going to be working on, which is sword combat. Yes. Um, which I, I, if, if I remember correctly, you and I are pretty much on the same same uh mindset of of wanting to have a sword all the time i have to i i tried using uh two guns one time and i think i made it 30 minutes (laughs) and i couldn't do it anymore (laughs) i I rely on the sword too much to and it and it it honestly rendered how i move around everything Mm mm-hmm and I, I can't do it. And it's like, I I love the sword and sword combats. Sword to sword combats. How do you feel about sword combat in its current state? You know what? It's like, it's like this. It's like, you know, you're basically playing the same game. You're just having to retrain yourself um, to the mechanics of which they've adjusted the sword yeah. combat. I mean, honestly, it's... 
it's like any other game. It's like if, you know, if, if anybody else tweaks something like that, it's going to change something where you're just going to have to relearn it. And I know a yeah. lot of people have been complaining about it, but it's like this. It's like, you know, you just got to rewire what you yeah. what you were using and just figure out a way you like to use it this time. Yeah, I I can okay. definitely appreciate having to shift metas and understand like things are going to adjust. It's the same thing when we had the the whole barrel system change. Uh, mm-hmm. It took a lot of people a lot of time to to kind of work on that. Mm-hmm. the The thing that I'm looking forward to is I I feel like over the last few updates, um, we've had changes to the sword combat to try and break some of the exploits that have been happening and as a result it's it's made the sword combat feel less fluid and more uh clunky in in the sense mm-hmm. that you you don't feel like what you're doing is is representative of what you are doing in the game mm-hmm. so i'm hoping i'm hoping that the sword combat tweaks that are coming um will help kind of bring back some of that fluid nature that i loved about the sword and i i'll probably never give up the sword but i definitely am interested to see how these tweaks are going to come in and if it's going to be something to where they they make it fair and still balanced mm-hmm. while still giving you that that kind of swashbuckling feel yeah i agree and after that i wanted to i wanted to see the the talk about the mermaids um because this is this has been a pretty pretty contentious issue mm-hmm. for a lot of people um, with the mermaid changes. Which, if you've if anyone's watched the video, you already know. But just to kind of cover it, the the mermaids spawning uh, is changing a little bit with this next update. So if you happen to fall off your ship and you're near your ship, the mermaid spawn is going to be faster than what it currently is, uh, which is I believe distance based. Yes. Um, if you spawn or if you're near an enemy ship then it's going to appear they said less frequently i'm not sure if that means that there's an opportunity that it just won't spawn they're not gonna like Um, immediately appear next to a boat is what i got in okay yeah that's i had a feeling it was going to be like a like a little bit of a time delay or or that it wasn't so anybody if you tried to be like super sneaky and swimming up to a boat and just hoping that your mermaid does not spawn next to it. And as soon as you get yeah. to the ladder, it spawns <laughs> basically right beside their boat. And you're just like, did they hear it? <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. it, it so, does make a, a, a recognizable sound. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and even if you can't see the flare, you just, you know, that sound offhand, you know, something's up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm curious about this because the the mermaid spawning has always been something that to the the that the devs have said have been an integral part about giving other players other information about what people are doing and mm-hmm. this is essentially tipping the scales more towards people who like to talk and while i appreciate that style of gameplay as as an alternative to just all in out fighting um I'm wondering if this is scaling it to a direction that that kind of goes away from the pirate aspect of it. How do you feel about that? I don't think it goes away from the pirate aspect because, um, yeah, I mean, it 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 probably will allow 
people to be more sneaky. Like I know that I will probably be more sneaky mm-hmm. <laughs> without the mermaid popping up next to a boat because I am one if I'm being chased or if I see a ship that I know has loot on it, I'm going to go check and see what they have. And the more sufficient way that you can board a boat without getting caught. However, it does not reduce the fact that people can still, if people are paying attention and they can hear and they've got their sounds, I mean, they can, I mean, you obviously can hear when somebody is swimming next to your boat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The mermaid just does a little bit of a louder, like, and it has a unique sound when it comes out of the water. But, um, I mean, honestly, it does help being more sneaky, but I'm, but I'm saying like, I would probably enjoy it. It definitely would, would put more people on, I guess, um, being more aware of their surroundings. Yeah. And, and I, I th- listen to the environment. Cause honestly, the, the sounds and me- mechanics that they put into the game is, is a use it. <laughs> Yeah, but that's um, so that's where where I tend to to um, want to push back because there's been things like with uh, fishing or um, just general like waking of the ship with with waves and stuff. Every once in a while, I'll be playing, and if I'm either fishing or if I'm just kind of waiting in the water with a with the boat, it sounds like someone's swimming. And mm-hmm. I'll hop there's around and I'll look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a specific splash sound that sounds exactly like when someone's swimming near the ship. And I'll get really paranoid and be looking around for a mermaid. But if I don't see one, then there's going to be less op- or less. There, I'm going to be more on on guard, uh, which is fine. But it's going to it's it's going to basically put me at complete unease. And that's where I I kind of worry about knowing that if there's a mermaid then there's definitely someone swimming around. If there's no mermaid, then I'm okay. It was just a, a weird game sound. sound. Yeah, but the, mm-hmm. the problem that I run into that is the trust in the audio because you have to trust the audio. But if the audio is doing things like it's doing right now where you're getting these false triggers, these false alarms, then I'm going to trust the, the game audio less because I, I won't mm-hmm. know if it's if it's is it a bug is it just a weird random sound or is it just the mermaid hasn't spawned yet yeah and well i've yeah i've noticed that too and it was we had a, like a small conversation on it the other day about the random splashing in the water that mm-hmm. makes it sound like there's somebody near the boat so i mean i do check louders and i will tend to try to listen more to see if i hear any extra splashing of the water yeah but um but other than that, like I, I, my height, my senses do heighten when trying to pay attention to sounds and listening for more swimming in the water. But if it's just the boat splashing, I mean, it kind of makes sense because it is the water and the the boat splash kind of makes it seem more realistic. Yeah. And they're they're very in tune with with these noises. Like it's kind of like walking on an island and you hear like a fly and you, at your ear. Mm-hmm. And I know I know a few of us have sit there and kind of tweaked their head a little bit, like, dang it. <laughs> Where that yeah. that sound is just right there, you know. But I mean, honestly, I don't think it's a bad thing. Okay, that's, my, that's definitely it's it's for sure. I think it's going to be I, I, this. Obviously, favors the people that like to go around and be sneaky. Uh, there's there's definitely 
nothing that that suggests that this is going to be beneficial to people trying to guard their their treasure uh, i honestly I think, don't think it's going to change that much as for how people on the boat protecting it and how people in the water are trying to sneak on it i don't think it's going to change that much Oh, okay. So you think that this will be like a, a, a lighter tweak compared to... I think it'll be as, a lighter as... tweak than what people think it's going to be. Honestly, that's that's what I think. Because, I mean, if some oh. if you have people who, who pay attention, they hear the mermaid. Because a lot mm -hmm. of people have been playing this game for a while, and they know that... They know what to listen for. Yeah, a mermaid is a big red flag that pops up in your ear, but... You know, you know if you don't hear a mermaid because you could be on an island and the mermaid spawns like right on the other side and you're at the tip of the island. So you didn't hear the mermaid, but then you hear the person swimming. So, I mean, you've had instances where the mermaids didn't spawn next to your boat, but you still heard them. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Well, I'm hoping that that's the case because I, I know that a lot of the time I rely a lot on sound and that's not that's a luxury for for me uh, to, to be able to hear stuff. So. Uh, I'm hoping that taking away or at least reducing the, the frequency of the mermaids spawning in your enemy ships um, doesn't mm -hmm. hamper the enjoyment of people who don't have the luxury of being able to rely so heavily on audio. Um, sometimes having that mermaid spawn is the visual cue that someone needs to be more alert. Um, and I hope that this doesn't cut into that accessibility that comes with having the mermaid as a definitive thing. Um, and the reason I say that is because a long time ago, the, the conversation of um, the seashell conch of using it to spawn and despawn the mermaid so you can sneakily get on uh, aboard a ship. And, and the response to that that request was purely that they wanted to make sure that the gameplay was balanced to give potential defenders uh, a, a big enough reason to to know like that there for sure is going to be someone uh, around because there is a mermaid yeah so that that and that's mostly my biggest concern i i i understand that this is going to be a lot more beneficial for people trying to get to uh to well, i mean an it's ship. kind of the same thing like if somebody does successfully sneak on your boat and the mermaid's there if they successfully board that ladder, the mermaid's immediately gone. True, true. So but if they nobody. if they get close enough to the ship uh, before the mermaid spawns and they manage to get on the ladder, then the mermaid never spawns and no one has an opportunity to actually true. Catch that's it. rarely done. <laughs> true. As, yeah. As quick as the mermaid spawn at the moment. Yeah, and a lot of this kind of comes down to seeing how it's going to to kind of play with the with the community i think the community is really good about being vocal right. about what they think is is fair and not fair and I, i'm hoping that people keep a measured uh and that's a good thing yeah <laughs> i hope that i mean it is, it is a all... good thing because a lot of a lot of what's been built in the game so far is is community feedback like more than what rare anticipated and they've even stated that very much so. Yeah. Like which is good because so many good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes a big difference into the overall enjoyment. So I know this will mm -hmm. be, this will be an interesting change. And I know that rare is going to be able to, to tweak it as we go, if they need to increase or decrease the spawn rate or, or spawn time or whatever they're, they're going to be working on that. Mm -hmm. But we also found out that something else is getting tweaked as far as the frequency. And that's the, the lightning, uh, which is at the moment, very very hard to, to want to go into a storm if especially if you're solo 
Yeah. Um, and please put your swords away. <laughs> yeah. God, man, don't. Oh, yeah. Don't run around with your sword out in the middle of a storm. You wouldn't do that in real life. Why would you do that on a ship? Things catch fire now. Um, how do you, how do you feel about the? I think Go it ahead. needs to be toned back down. Oh, you don't, you're not happy with the damage? I, I mean, I think it's hilarious. Like, I've got a video clip of where I was on a brig with two friends of mine. And one was, was AFK, but he was standing there with his sword out. And he was to the back um, right side of the one that was steering the boat on the helm. And mm-hmm. um, I go down the stairs and I hear lightning strike. And I come back up and they're both on fire. <laughs> so I put them out. And as soon as I basically turn around and go back downstairs, lightning strikes again, and I come up and you just see two balls of dust, and I just start busting out laughing. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I love, I love the damage. It's, it's been fun, especially. Um, I think the last time I had a really good time with it was when I was playing with some friends, and we had a a, a second crew member um, from, or we had a crew member from another ship on board and they were in an open crew and we were trying to give the the guy that was on our ship treasure and trying to prevent the other guy from being able to get it in. So we were going to try and like get him to, to kick the, kick the other guy off the ship or, you know, like leave, get him to leave. And as we were sailing away, uh, we were in the middle of a storm and we were just going to take him to the outpost and let him kind of sit there with a bunch of treasure. And then we were going to um, sink the other ship. Mm-hmm. Well, as we were sailing out, there was a point where he he must have been at like you know maybe eighty percent health or something we didn't know but at the time and as we were about to sail off we're like all right so tell your friend to leave and uh, we'll give you all the treasure and as soon as we finish the sentence boom just lightning hits and then he just he just disappears and we're just like oh, <laughs> oh. well <laughs> guess we're not seeing that kid anymore. <laughs> felt really bad about that um it I, I, I love i actually really love the lightning being as dangerous as it is but i am i'm happy to hear that they're lowering the frequency um well i get why they raise their frequency was for the events and stuff but yeah i mean let's, let's let's calm down just a little i do think having the sword out with would i do think having the sword out still should you know let it hit you a little more if you have your mm-hmm. sword out in a storm because like we like we're talking like I said with my group <laughs> that was funny <laughs> but um so I showed the one friend the clip and he's like I knew he had his sword out I was like uh-huh <laughs> he did <laughs> <laughs> oh that's too too funny I think yeah, that's I, the thing but other than that I do think toning it down so are, you're okay with the less less frequent but still as dangerous, or do you want the damage reduced as well? I, I like the damage being random. Oh, okay. So it could be could be less, could be more. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you get hit with lightning. Like I've got hit, it's been seventy five percent health gone, <laughs> and then sometimes <laughs> I've got hit, and it's maybe twenty five percent gone. But I guess it depends on where it hits and how close you are to it. Which I mean, if you sounds pay about attention, right. Yeah. Because if you're moving and it strikes, you're not going to get a direct hit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's going to take take less on you. But no, I love I, the lightning. I, I think it's great. I think the storms need to be bigger. I think the storms should definitely kind of encompass larger areas to where it's it's. You really have to kind of be cautious of this giant storm kind of moving across the world, and and you if you're stuck bigger? in it. 
I do. I have is that wrong? Where it feels like I'm constantly in it. Well, like, I mean, I it can chases never you. Escape it. I mean, <laughs> let's let's be honest. I mean, I'm not discrediting the fact that Joe's out there with a with a controller just maniacally laughing as he's like <laughs> moving the store. Laughing little boat on the screen. He's like, aha, I'm going to get you. <laughs> he's like, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. Can you yeah, imagine? No, that? Let's, That'd be hilarious. Can I have that it control? Would be, I would love, I would love to see that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm discrediting the fact that I know that Joe's out there with a, with you know, he's got he's got one controller for the megalodon to swim it away from people, and he's got one that's just the storm cloud that he moves around over people. But yeah, I th I think the storm cloud would be great. I would love to see uh, because I mean, when you're in the storm, it feels you you're constantly at the helm someone always has to be at the helm or you're just going to go crazy but you're constantly fighting lightning you're constantly fighting the the water and then hitting or uh breaks in the hull that's a that's mm -hmm. a big that's a big threat in the world and but it currently makes sense, yeah and, and it's it's a very natural thing if a hurricane moves over an island it's going to devastate everything like it should be menacing and it lasts a while and i feel like the storms could do with having a, a larger area like if you see a storm coming it shouldn't just be like ah oh, make sure someone heads down to the to the to the ship to drop anchor and make sure that we don't get any holes it should be one of those things like ah oh, crap can we weather this can we survive dealing with this while we try and kill these skeletons or you know what have you on a fort like it should be a big threat the same way that um gosh i, I so that's 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 kind of the trouble like for experienced pirates most of the threats in the world don't feel as threatening anymore i, I mean i've had some instances where the storm seemed to help give me an advantage like in in on a combat state and then i've had instances where the storm completely like you know so you're like mm -mm, not today and yeah. <laughs> and i mean i don't i don't know i think that could be a, a hot topic I, I definitely think it'd be, but that's, that's why I wanted to bring it up is because I think that it, it should be because it's easily avoidable. You don't, you can see it coming. It's not something that just spawns on you like the trifecta of PVE. Um, so when you, you know, aside from the Holy Trinity of PVE, the, the, the storm really is something that should be probably the most menacing because it was back in the day when storms happened the storm was the thing where it was like you know you batten down the hatches you start pumping the bilge everyone is is below deck and you're just waiting it out because there's mm -hmm. nothing that you can do because if you if you rip the sails then that's it you're stuck you're dead in the water and wonder, then what are you going to do yeah i wonder if they could Im implement more on the storm affecting islands i would love that I would absolutely love because that. I, I would love to see raised waters. Storm with, with it, you know, not being able to control your boat, not being able to look at your compass, um, you know, it popping holes in your boat because of the high waves, the lightning strikes. I mean, it, it renders your boat as it should. I think the islands could use some more weather effect from the storm instead of just totally. lightning strikes. Totally. I, it's interesting to, to go back to some of the old videos that Rare put out where they talked about being able to manipulate the calmness, I, I guess would mm -hmm. be the right verb, uh, the, the, how calm the waters are 
leading into an island and how there mm-hmm. it's it's literally a, a slider that they can move around to see like how turbulent waters are going to be it's always been in my mind that i thought it was strange that you have large rock sides uh to an island say we'll take um cannon cove for an example there's a couple sides to that island that are just drop-off points where there's a large steep cliff mm-hmm. and the water's not turbulent there like it would be if you were actually watching waves smashing into the side of a of, a, of an island mm-hmm. i would love to see storms and water react to large faces of water like that or just to raise the water so that there's a high tide and low tide for islands that would be cool i like that thank I think that would be really interesting to to see. Like, could you? Could I mean, there you is bring... currently kind of a tide if you sit there and watch it on a beach or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. I think that would be really cool. And I I also think that the wilds uh, would be a prime area for tides to to be rougher. Like it's called the wilds. It should be rougher seas. It should be choppier seas out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm sure would annoy people to no end. I'm sure people are probably listening to this and thinking like, no, but Logan, I feel shut like up. there That's are some spots idea. in the world that it just seems choppier. It does. It definitely. <laughs> no, I, I definitely, there's, there's times where I'm, I'm sailing and I'm, and I'm trying to understand why my ship is veering so far off course when I haven't been traveling that far. And it's, it's, I, I don't know if it's because I'm breaking the waves as I'm sailing uh, mm-hmm. or if, if, if I'm going across uh, across the the tide and it's actually just kind of pushing me off and I'm not realizing it, but or if you have a skelly ship that spawns and you're sitting there shooting at it and your cannonball either goes over or under and you can't find the balance for a hot minute. Oh, don't get me don't get me started <laughs> on that. Don't I, I can't ta- I can't talk but about. But then the next one that spawns up and you're selling about the same speed, like you hit every shot and it's like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's a that's a that's a conversation for another time, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so, but I, I wanted to get into the meat of this content, which I I think this this uh, so I don't even know if I've mentioned it, but th- this update's called uh, Cruise of Rage, mm-hmm. and we're getting a new chest type, like mm-hmm. a legit new chest type. I'm which, so excited. I'm excited. I can't wait for this. I think it's going to be amazing. So we're getting the chest of rage, which uh, if, if you haven't watched the video, this looks like the it looks like a red version of the chest that's in the book, uh, A Tale of Sea of Thieves um, with the, the journal uh, entries and stuff in the towards the end. There's a, a chest of a cursed chest that's purple and it has a big face on it. And much like the weeping chest um, or the chest of sorrow, it's designed to be a ticking time bomb, basically. <laughs> mm. And I, I, so the chest of rage is just that it's a, a raging chest. So with, with it going over time, it's going to be counting down. And the longer you leave it alone, the louder and louder and angrier it's going to get. Uh, kind of I'm like so with so excited. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's amazing. Um, so it'll it'll start to go off, kind of like a kettle on a stove. If you've ever had to to heat tea, uh, which is pretty common in America, I think a lot of us use kettle kettle stoves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I I know Europe has their electric kettles and what have you, and cheating and whatnot. But um, the idea. Of, it's cheating. What? It's totally cheating. You're, you're plugging a kettle into the wall. It's that's cheating. You shouldn't be using an electric thing. Microwaves okay. I'm fine with that. But you should be putting a kettle on a stove. Uh, 
Oh, wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I grew up with. I just, but anyway, so with the crew, of, with, the, with the chest of rage, the way to calm this thing down is to toss water on it, um, which I'm assuming works similar to fire that once you, once you toss water on it, it's probably going to uh, burn up the water. It's, it's probably not going to be something where you just toss it onto like a, a bunch of plants and the water goes back into the hull. Yeah, I think I think it's going to, I guess, kind of like the fire and absorb it. Yeah, that's that's it, kind of what I'm assuming. Like from, from, yeah, I'm mm. assuming it. That's that's what it looks like because I haven't, I don't touch the in, insiders or anything. Yeah. So it's all going to be a surprise to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, the way this works is, is essentially this will slowly, slowly get angrier and angrier over time. When it goes off, it will blow up in a circle radius around it, causing everything that can catch fire to catch fire. It doesn't look like this is something that is going to be like a powder keg. It looks like it's going to be more like a firebomb. Um, just because it, it, I can't imagine that this will actually deal damage to anything other than just causing fire. I think it'll it deal seems damage like... to anything in the radius from the looks of it. I mean, it's like a, it's you like so? a, it's like a toned down keg. You don't die immediately, but it's going to hurt. <laughs> That's mm. what it looks like. Cause I mean, the thing I'm... looks wicked. It does, yeah, and I'm 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 interested to find out like if it does actually do damage because I I was getting the impression that it was kind of like uh, the chest of sorrows where it just kind of constantly puts in water, but it's not it's not something that is going to to cause like the chests don't actually cause damage yet, um, but this one is the first one that looks like it could actually cause damage, but not in like an explosive way, but. I, I I definitely could see it actually being something that causes yeah, like, well, a, I mean, like a toned down powder keg. Yeah, the other two cursed chests, they, they're made to, to definitely render um, packing them in one way, shape, or form. One renders your sailing and the other one renders your, your walking with it. So, yeah. but this one, like, I am super excited and I do expect it to cause damage not only to your boat, but just, I guess, some fire damage to the players just from the radius from the video that they released where it looked like it kind of exploded. I could so totally like a, see me doing sneaky stuff with this thing. So in, instant damage plus fire then, you're thinking? It's what it looks like. I think it okay. is like you, you need to keep it calm or it's going to explode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I was thinking it was kind of like a uh, like a really really high powered heater where it just kind of explodes and then anything that can catch fire catches fire. But I could definitely see it doing but we some can damage catch too. Fire, so it's gonna... <laughs> well, it'll yeah, it'll it'll do the fire damage, but it, it won't do like additional instant damage like once it explodes. That was kind of what I was thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of like with a firebomb, like the firebomb itself doesn't cause damage, but the fire it creates does. It'll be interesting. I'm curious. I don't know, I'm so we'll excited. we'll have to figure it out. I'm gonna have to mess with it. And <laughs> yeah. See if I can so, it. so this was, and it's funny because when I was watching the video, I was thinking about this because um, I was thinking much like the 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 crates of plants. You can you can fill the hole up and toss the plants down there, and as long as it breaches the top of the box for the plants, it'll keep those plants watered. Mm-hmm. this they have taken that into account with I, this dude i was so excited when they said i was like "Ooh, that's a good move <laughs> yeah it, it's smart because i can i can immediately see people being like oh well we'll just toss it in the bottom of the ship and then we'll just put water in there and that'll be fine 
no, <laughs> this will superheat the water. <laughs> so then you're going to have to compete with something that blows up and, and, and heats the water that's in it. So I would imagine this is going to be a top deck item if, if yes. I'm, if I'm thinking. Yeah, I agree. And this kind of furthers the, uh, the point of, of, um, powder kegs being off limits for ships. As far as I can tell, like I, I, I can't see. I wonder if it would set them off. It probably would. Just like a, if it was like a firebomb, because you can throw firebombs and catch kegs off. So I can't see why this wouldn't. Well, I mean, like the, the new captains that come out the last updates, um, the mm-hmm. ports, like if the keg's sitting next to them and they do that slam, like it doesn't, it doesn't render them. But no, but if you're but holding the slam, it, <laughs> if you're holding the keg, you're, yeah, boom. <laughs> I think a lot of that does to, or deals with the, because if you, I think the reason for that is to deal with the actual state of the item. Like I think when, when the item is not in player control, then it's not active unless it's purposefully hit with like a projectile or a sword. Mm -hmm. And I think because, um, because of the way that the, the knockback works for the skeletons, I think it does damage to the player, but if there's something that is volatile in the player's hands, then that counts it, that triggers it. Mm-hmm. That That's interesting. I, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the side that it'll, it'll probably set off powder kegs, but that's just kind of, cause I'm expecting how it would work like a firebomb, but you, you're yeah, talking I'm about this being like it. a smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So the, the fun thing that I think will, will come as a result of this chest is that unlike, uh, the chest of sorrows, which has, you, you cannot lull that thing with music. It's always, I, I, I refuse to believe that you can do anything to, with music to calm the chest of sorrows. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> there's no calming that chest. There's no calming it ever. You can't, you, you can hold it and that's it. Uh, but you can upset the ke- the the chest of rage. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you can upset it with you know harsh language. Yeah, but I wonder uh, if you can walk up to it and just hit it with a sword or shoot it, and if it'll like. I guess. Um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If you walk up and hit it, it's going to um, amplify it faster. Words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that, what I mean? That's what I was getting from the video, uh, that, that you could shoot it to cause it to shorten the timer on, yes. on when it was going to explode. Um, so <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll, we'll, that, that. we'll have to debate that another time. But um, yeah, I, I think I think that this is going to be something where it's it's going to be a situation where you can actually, quote unquote, enrage it by shooting it and i think that i would imagine the more damage you do to it the quicker it it uh gets to the point of exploding which i think is awesome i think that's a a great tool to use and if that happens and you board somebody else's boat and you just walk up and start hitting this chest yeah (laughs) i mean or you 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 take it aboard and you just start fighting around it you start forcing players to try and fight around it to 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 kind of whittle down that timer Mm -hmm. even more yeah. So random shots or, or sword swings inadvertently cause this thing to get more and more angry, mm-hmm. which I, I, I think is a great way. You know, do, do people try to, to calm down the chest as they're trying to fight you or do they do they just not engage with you because they don't want to set it off 
any faster than it already is. Like Mm -hmm. there's lots of, and, and at that point, are you trying to set it off? Or are you trying to waste your 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 precious ammo on getting this thing to explode, knowing that it's going to do a certain amount of damage? Or do you just try to, to let it go off and defend it while it's on the ship? It's mm. it's going to be an interesting kind of uh, a dynamic. You know what what do you pay a attention lot of people to? Seeing what this chest can do. Totally, definitely. I know. I, can't I will. Wait to see. <laughs> it's like my mission it, on on update day is to find one. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that this is going to be kind of uh, integral. It, it, being that the that the update's called a Cruise of Rage, I'm imagining that they're going to want people to play around with this and, and see what they can do. Which brings me to my next point on of the topic, which is uh, what I've devised as the ultimate game of hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I, I know I know you, and this is a this is a perfect item for you. <laughs> you love playing hot potato in one form or another, whether people know they're playing or not. <laughs> Mostly they don't know they're playing. They usually don't, no. <laughs> as long as it entertains me, it's fine. <laughs> Which, if anyone goes to Carity's streams, they know Carity's loves to play games that no one else knows they're playing. So as soon as you get on board, just assume you're going to die more from her than anyone else on the server. And there's a good chance I'm going to, there is a higher chance that I'm going to sink our boat before anybody else does. My God, woman. <laughs> what? That, you just made me remember the one thing <laughs> that happened the last time we sailed that was so infuriating. I could have been a chest of rage with that last voyage. I can't believe, I still can't believe you shot at that, that galleon. That skeleton galleon when I we didn't had shoot at it, I went to board it. <laughs> oh, that's right. You you sword lunged off the back of the ship no to, to go board it. <laughs> no supplies, a ton of loot. We didn't we had, we had just come from the shores of gold. We had just left the shores of gold or something. We were in I the war. Remember. I think we were doing. That's right. Yeah, we got a ton of treasure, no supplies, <laughs> just evaded another ship. A galleon spawns, and you decide to sword lunge onto it, and I flip out. It was one of you the did. few times I think I've, I've ever flipped out. Caused so much anxiety. I remember that session. <laughs> yeah. So, but to, to, to get back to point, I think the Chester Rage is going to be a really fun kind of game for people and and so i've i've given i've I've created some light rules for people if they want to play around uh you have a chest of rage and you can play wherever you want you can play on your ship you can play on an island you can play on an enemy ship if you really want to i think that would be the ultimate game (laughs) playing on an enemy (laughs) ship always and you're you're distance apart so it's you're not right next to each other but one person has the chest of rage and the game begins you get one bucket of water and five shots you can from a pistol. Don't don't go with a blunderbuss or an eye of reach because that'll just kind of change up. Maybe a blunderbuss would be kind of cool to add some variety to to how much damage you can do. But you get five shots and you get one bucket of water and you pass the 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 chest of rage between each other and you can decide when you want to cool it down or when you want to try and cause it to enrage faster. And whoever touches it last before it explodes wins. So. We'll see if anyone has fun. They can have a, a lot of fun with the Chester Rage as they're sailing around. And, and I just thought this would be kind of an, an interesting game to play while you're sailing to your next uh, your next voyage. If you happen to see one, you want to 
you know, see who's the, the, the more tactical pirate and who can, who can get it to explode in their friend's hands. Uh, especially if you're on another. Yeah. So that was kind of a, a a thought that I had. Anything that you can think of that you want to, uh, do some sea of science with when this comes out? Oh, I don't know. I usually don't think of anything until I'm actually on there. I'm like, ooh, this sounds cool. Let's go try it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty random. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, a couple things. The first, the first crew that is able to use chests of rage to complete a fort. Uh, and, and the idea here is you would probably want to have maybe four or five of these lined in a, in a row. Mm-hmm. And you would you would essentially just have you and your party uh, shooting these from afar to kind of get them doing rage, and then when the skeletons spawn, you just drag them through this line, kind of like a tower defense, like just create a tower defense fort. Ooh. And the chest of rages are are your towers, and you have to shoot them to cause them to go off to kill the skeletons that are running through it. Ooh, that would be fun. That would be interesting to do. There yeah, honestly so. would be a lot, but I wonder how rare they are. That's the thing. I, yeah, that's that. Ultimately, that kind of depends. We've we've seen I've seen it personally at least an uptick in some of mm-hmm. the uh, chest of sorrows and stuff that I've that I've played with when I've been going around. But um, I could definitely see these being being that they're the new thing. You know, rare usually does like every new update. They always kind of emphasize doing the the using the new thing in the game so we'll probably see a lot of these with the start of the update and then after the first month it'll probably go back down to just randomly finding one i'm i don't know how this is going to work but i'm curious to know if this these are going to be put in with like athena's voyages and gold hoarders and messages in a bottle as well yeah, because I know they're going to be like, you're going to be able to find them a little more with the yeah. update. And then after the next update, it releases like they're going to, which is what Rare does. They implement it in the game so you can still find them. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how how often they're going to be in the game as of this update coming. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see just how how much we'll we'll see people being able to play. I would love for Rare to have a, a way that you can purposefully get these. That would be awesome. I would love to see a whole bunch of these things and people just constantly running buckets of water. On a slope. I I'm also I'm also curious to see um, if people are going to try and grab a couple of these to sink uh, the scallions. To mm-hmm. to see if they can, you know, put a um, put like a chest of rage on top deck and then a chest of sorrow on bottom deck, mm-hmm. and see how long it takes for you to clear the top deck of skeletons while sinking it. Mm. That's that's the next easy. thing. Yeah, I want to see. Uh, I want to see just I mean, how, how. Yeah, now the thing is, is on a skeleton ship is. Especially when you're fighting a galley, like you want to throw firebombs at the top deck and it renders the skellies from shooting you as adamant as they do. Yeah. With your great oh. aiming skills. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting into the cannonball thing. We're going to stay away from that for now. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, they, they definitely, uh, nope, not getting into it. Moving on. <laughs> Next. 
The Wild Rose song is now available through streaming services like Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, Deezer. I don't know what Deezer is. Apple Music and Tidal. I can't believe Tidal is still a thing. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I, I love that they're doing this. Um, do all you, their music uh, is so good. Yeah, I, I absolutely love all the songs. I was listening to it today when I was piecing together uh, the, the show notes and whatnot. And it's... Part of me loves that we're getting these songs once in a while. I still want a full album, and I can't wait till Beanland uh, is able to finish it up. Um, and I hope that. So good. Do you do you want like Are you still like a physical media person, or do you does it kind of mix, or or are you just all digital when it comes to to music and movies and stuff? It's mixed. Mixed. Yeah, I have DVDs. Like I'm just like oh, I'm gonna watch this one <laughs> instead of instead of pulling it offline. Or yeah. and I've got CDs in my car. <laughs> and if I if I go out somewhere and I see like because I like thrift shopping and of course there's people that that you know put in their their CDs and I'll find like an old oh, totally. album that I haven't thought of in years. And if I see it, I like I'm buying it and I immediately go to my car and put it in the CD player. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can definitely appreciate that. That that's, oh man, yeah. The cars are like my my bane when it comes to audio with Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. It's still like such a pain in the butt. Um, yeah, and we've got a record player in the house. <laughs> I mean, it oh all depends. My. Some things sound better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny you bring up record players because I I was um I was looking at record players yesterday when I was out shopping, uh, mm. and I I kept thinking about like like do i really want like an lp player because there's a couple albums that i would just love to have because they're full like well designed albums that are just great to listen to from start to end i was thinking man i would love to have one of those just sitting around uh that i can kind of listen to and then i saw the tweet from craig duncan today where he had um uh, what did he say? It was like cathartically organized uh, his meticulous collection of LPs. And I was thinking like, that's mm. a, that w- I would love to see a Sea of Thieves LP with the, mm. with the gold Reapers mark on top or just have, have it as like a, a, a an actual skull um, that in, in that shape would, would fit, but more, more rustic looking, not super shiny. You know what I mean? I could I would do both actually. I love the mm-hmm. idea of of having a super gold shiny foil looking one, but I I love the idea of like a a messed with kind of rusted up not not perfect mm-hmm. wonky a wonky, wonky version. I like it. <laughs> I'm game. Um Can we have one please. So yeah, please, rare if you're <laughs> listening to this. Uh, so yeah, the the Wild Rose song is now available through streaming services. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to it, it's it's absolutely beautiful. It's one of the best songs, and the, uh, they're all great songs, but this is definitely one of the the better songs, uh, just because of the the tall tale that's associated with it. And um, yeah, I think that's it. We have the the update coming out on the nineteenth. And that's uh, it's going to be amazing to see just how that how that lands with the the community. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people enjoyed the Legends of the Sea. I think this is going to bring a lot more interesting and uh, new and exciting gameplay videos coming out. Mm-hmm. Just how people are, are playing around with it. And is there anything that you can think of uh, aside from the music boxes uh, that might be coming for the the anniversary update? For year two. Oh my gosh. 
gosh, I don't even know what they're gonna do. Any any uh any dreams that you've had where you're just like, oh, I would love to see blank. I think I think um arena would need like more game modes for arena. Hmm. Kind of like uh, would love that. capture the flag, king of the hill. Yep. Kind of kind of methods, but you know more pirate style. But um, those would definitely definitely bring back more um, into the arena. And then I guess my last question for you is going to be: um, How do you feel about PVE servers? Boom. PVE PVE servers. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think there's nothing wrong with it if that's if that's what people. Because I know there's a lot of people who really are just they like the game for the the adventure of it, and I I totally get that. Like they like the whole being immersed in a pirate and you know going out and and like the sounds and the colors and and you know just digging up the treasure and fighting the skeletons and beating the boss and and everything like that and to where. You know, they enjoy playing games and they know how the game works and they know how they want to do it. But when it comes to, you know, PvP, there it just it stresses them out. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people I know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that just play this game because it's relaxing. Like yep. it's something they can come home after a hard day and they can just chill and enjoy like this gorgeous freaking game that's been made with the sounds and everything. And honestly, it is calming and relaxing. Like I could sit here and just be completely chilled out and play this game. But yeah. when it comes to to the PvP part coming into play, it, it 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 can stress you out, especially when you're in such a relaxed stage and all of a sudden you basically get hit with an atomic bomb of a galley ship rolling up on you with some experienced PvPers. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a it changes the game and how you were just playing it in a matter of a second. Would you say that it's similar to trying to read a book on a white sand beach in the middle of the Caribbean and someone coming over and kicking over your margarita and blocking the sun and just wanting to, to know if you're you're using the umbrella that you have? Yeah, a- along with them throwing a big <laughs> bucket of water on you. <laughs> that would be really frustrating and it ruins for sure. Book. <laughs> oh, don't say that. That would be yeah, that, that's that, the worst. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's like how it goes from something that calm to to you know from zero to a hundred. Yeah, awesome. So I mean, if you're going to use that comparison, you got to add the water. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I, I really. Appreciate it. Um, I, I constantly love just the amount of, of streaming that you do. Uh, where can people go to join your community as well as follow you and check out your streams? Because I know you stream basically every day. Yeah, I stream five days a week, Monday through Friday. I normally start about 9 a.m. Central. Of course, I'm not like adamant start on time every day because, you know, I need my coffee. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm being on it. Like I'm just the person, okay? Gotta have my coffee. Um I'm drink I'm drinking mine right now. I just finished mine, so that's how I know yeah. the show's time to time to close up. Yeah. It's on I mean Twitch, Carities underscore. Um, do you find it there? And then of course Twitter and I, I post things there too. <laughs> I, 
I'm not good at doing this. <laughs> I'm not no, good at advertising. <laughs> you're doing fine. Um, okay. Just so if anyone listening wants to know, I'm going to have uh, her Discord as well as uh, her Twitter and her Twitch um, URLs. Those are all going to be in the show notes if you want to check it out. Uh, Carrie, thank you for being a part of this community. Thanks for, for sharing um, your your way of playing with me because it has definitely made me a, a much more alert pirate uh when we have gotten to sail i've always been on my toes <laughs> when we're sailing around i can't wait to see some of the stories that you have uh playing around with the chests of rage especially if you manage to get on some other people's ships with them or just messing with them as you go to uh to essentially do what you have already been doing with putting fruit on uh cooking pots uh during like a fort of the damned alliance um yeah, I, I love what I, you do you've seen that <laughs> Oh, I was watching. I, I loved. I loved when you when I was one of the ones in there. Like, yeah, go put go put some fruit on their ship. Go go start burning fruit. The other guy fruit. who was doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you're like, wait a second. Yeah, no, that was a that was a great great adventure. And you have those on a daily basis on your stream. So I would encourage anyone that doesn't watch your streams to to venture out once in a while. Um, if you're in the Keelhall Discord, uh, the go live channel has her uh pop up every time she goes live so you always recognize that as well too so caries thank you so much um i'm gonna we're gonna, we're gonna call this a, a, a one more in the in the, the the bucket and head out from here um any final words you want to say no i i don't have anything in particular to say besides can't wait for this next update and to see what else they bring all right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, and I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Carities as we talked about some of the stuff that's coming in the next update. Obviously, the next update is coming out on the 19th, so keep an eye out for that. Make sure you're getting all of your uh, accommodations fixed up before then. Try to get everything secured. Uh, I know that just today, uh, some of the Discord members um, were able to help out other people get some stuff taken care of to make sure to get those knocked out for everyone. Uh, I'm going to toss in the portal song in the end here instead of the normal ending just because I know it's uh, Carity's and I's one of our favorite games so I just love the song I figured I'd toss this in there to kind of make you guys uh, if you if you have played it you know how awesome it is so I thought I'd throw that in there um, other than that pirates that's gonna do it it's gonna be an awesome week to see how things go over the next uh, next update and see how things go and then don't forget there is a meetup going on on the 22nd uh, actually let me before I even commit to that let me double check on that yes it's gonna be on the 22nd it's gonna be in San Francisco at the Hyde Pier. Uh, we're going to go to the Fisherman's Wharf to check out these ships out there. Uh, it's going to be from 1 p.m. PST to 4 p.m. PST. If you have any questions or concerns, you want to know more information about it, feel free to let me know. You can always reach me by email at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can always hit me up on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. There's also the um, Megalodon information I'm going to put as far as the roaming Meg uh, notes or uh, the, the actual Twitter account for that if you want to find out like more information about uh where one might be coming to your location um with that pirates thank you again feel free to let me know if you have any questions concerns if i miss something that you're interested in uh, i would love to know that way i make sure i add it into the next episode but the next episode is actually going to be 
the interview, the celebration of the two year anniversary of the podcast. And we're going to be able to, or I'm, I'm going to have the episode out. Uh, it's already done. It's in the can. I just need to promote it. And that's going to be with Mike Chapman, who, if you don't know, he's the design director for Rare. I don't know how you would know, but if you don't know, it's going to, it was a great conversation. And I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing that with everyone uh, next week for the two year anniversary of the podcast. That's it, Pirates. Thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. So I figured I'd just jump right into Do you want to talk about you first? Or do you want to talk about the news first? I'm going to talk about the news. That's All right, talking about you first. Got it. <laughs> That's going in the bloopers. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>